Hello, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Welcome back to the Goons Podcast episode. What is this? 15? 15, man. 15. Top 100 Jamaica business podcasts. It's a fact. We're in there. It's a six stat, bro. There's guys in Jamaica, probably like three people listening to business podcasts, but we made it into the top 100. Okay, cool. Yeah, we've got some very, got some very special guests today, man. Um, do you guys want to introduce yourselves? It's Jasin. I'm Mars Jasin. Do you guys want to just tell them like a little bit about yourselves, like what you guys do and stuff like that? So we uh, have something called Jasin itself. I mean, um, it's a way to preserve and guide individuals to become the best versions of themselves, to show people how to be in a situation that could uh, impact not just themselves, but others also, mm. and emanate that individuality that could be good as well. So others could be inspired by them to do better as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, we, we, we came out here to capture this amazing week. Mm-hmm. Um, first, Our first international business trip, which first of all, thank you guys for having us. Yeah. Um, thank you for the hospitality, yeah, everything, yeah, the love that you so guys well, have shown man. us. So the relationship well. as well that I think we formed with you guys, yeah. genuinely, I like, uh, really fuck with you guys a lot. Everything <laughs> you guys have mutual, going on. It's mutual. Yeah, we appreciate it. Thank you, man. You both are amazing guys. I mean, I, I was literally holding a video camera on both of you for like 15 minutes yesterday, <laughs> talking to my parents about it, you know? Yeah. And uh, yeah, I'm glad that we've met. I'm glad that we've been able to work together. I'm glad mm-hmm. that we've been able to appreciate one another as well. 100%. And only further and better from here, guys. Let's go. Yeah. Let's go, man. Well, me and H turned up and we didn't, we didn't really know what to expect, but it's quite amazing the the group of individuals that you've built, um, I'd like to call it like a community, like a family, like a brotherhood, mm-hmm. which is what you guys re- mm-hmm. refer to it as, right? Mm-hmm. And to see 35, 35, 40? 38. 38, 38 yeah. um, young males, all like-minded, all wanting to improve themselves and all wanting to do it while, while trusting you guys. Mm-hmm. It's amazing what you've built, man. I appreciate that. I mean, uh, we've started from humble beginnings, you know. Um, it's taken a little while to get here. Um, and we've actually got more than 80 students in total. Amazing. And, uh, you know, 38 of them have been able to come out this week. Mm-hmm. You see, you guys have enjoyed it. You've seen some of the things that we've been doing. And we just want to implement the fact that hard work is necessary for a man to grow, to be what they need to be. Yeah, And it's not just about hard work. It's also about the love that one another needs to have. Um, I feel like we're missing that love between one another. I feel like we're missing that oneness. We're missing that mm. essence of loyalty. And I feel like great men in the past have done amazing things by coming together in communities, standing strong, preserving that community, honoring that community, and leading that community towards doing amazing things. What is wrong with us today that we can't do that? And one mm. of the reasons because we're so separated, we're so individualistic. And once you separate your individuality, and make sure that you have to become important as a whole first before you become an individual. That's, in a way, how we see things. To you guys, I've got a question. I thought of it whilst you were talking, man. What makes a man, to you guys? Biologically. A masculine man, I mean. If you've got XY chromosomes, it's a biological (laughs) organism, you're a male homo sapien. Now, if we consider masculinity, that, that ultimately comes down to the characteristics. So some prime characteristics that we associate with masculinity is being caring. I know there's this whole like misinformed agenda where a man who's toxic, who's it's oppressive, a toxic masculinity, is an alpha right? male. But yeah. that's, it's the complete contrary when it comes to mm-hmm. things. A man is caring, a man is protective, 
a man is defensive. And that protective nature of a man doesn't come down to, you know, oppressing someone. Mm -hmm. It's about showcasing love. It's about showing empathy. And that's what we emanate upon, you know, the students and the young males that we have on board. Because we know that it's a frequent dilemma in today's society that a lot of men are raised in toxic households where they feel like oppressing other men or oppressing women tends to make them an alpha. Mm -hmm. Another aspect that I like to emphasize... I like okay. to emphasize is mental discipline and there's a distinct difference between discipline and motivation. I'm sure you guys have yeah, experienced 100%, that. Motivation bro. is temporary. If you've got a goal in pursuit, motivation will give you that acceleration, you know, a little burst. Whereas discipline is that fundamental mental understanding where regardless of the extenuating circumstances, regardless of how you feel, regardless how anyone perceives you, you will get that job done. Yeah. And I feel like that's fundamental for men yeah. because that's what enables you to grow in adversity. As Ace, sorry, as Ace mentioned before, we consistently try to showcase these men mild forms of adversity that they're able to conquer so they can grow and they can appreciate how great they are as men. Yeah. But di being disciplined is getting up and doing it when you don't feel motivated, right? Exactly. So, bro, like, uh, for me, probably a good way to describe motivation is almost that you get dopamine from it. Like, when you're motivated, when I, well, when I get motivated anyways, like, I feel, like, super happy. Mm. Like, and you're like, shit, like, let's get this done. But, yeah, like, yeah. regardless, though, every day I'm consistent and I'm disciplined. I get up, I go to the gym, I get everything done that we need to for the business. Like, the podcast as well every week if we need to fit in two episodes. Like, it's that discipline that's what's going to get you somewhere. Mm. Absolutely. I mean, uh, something I've heard before is discipline is doing what you hate like you love it. Mm. I used that quote when I was working for my old man in the family That's business. Yeah. I, I, someone said it on a Joe Rogan podcast. Yeah, but it's Mike like, Tyson. It was Mike was it, Tyson. It, yeah. it, it was, was Mike Tyson. Way. Yeah, yeah, it was. But I was in the shop with my old man. Like It's a fish and chip shop, standard Greek thing. I think I've actually spoken about it on the pod before, but it's like I'm there carrying trays of fish around, bro, like spilling juice over me, burning myself all the time. But it's like that would stick in my head. Like I'm doing this. Like There's, there's so much more in the vision. There's so much more that I want to complete mm. as a man, as a as an entrepreneur, as someone who's into fitness, who's someone who's motivated and disciplined. But it's like, I used to remember that every day when I was going to the shop, doing all the things I used to hate to do. It, 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 it got me through it, bro. Through, exactly. It's a good, it always it's, get you through. I think it's an amazing way to look at life, mm -hmm. to yeah, think of it that doesn't matter what you're doing, if you just do it with a smile on your face and you're just happy about it, it's going to be better. Exactly Facts. that, man. Exactly that. Um, I want to come back to you guys. Uh, you said that you came from humble beginnings. Mm -hmm. um, can we bring it back to the start? Um how you guys were brought up and, and effectively what made you into the men that you are today and, and what made you want to, to push the messages that you're pushing today? Good question. Sure. Um, we're going deep already. Good question, thank man. Thank Good question. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey. I was born in 1992 in Afghanistan and this was uh, during the war. So I'm a war baby. Uh, I, came, I was born during a tumultuous time. I was born during a, a time where the government was collapsing and the Mujahideen, basically the fighters at that time that was against the government, they, were, um, they took over the government and my family had to leave. Uh, over 1.5 million people died in Afghanistan. Millions had to leave the country. Uh, we were one of them. And uh, we moved to... Russia, and that's where Mars was born. And uh, through very difficult times, through walking and by foot, we went from Russia all the way to Western Europe. You walked to Europe? 
Yeah, we walked Fucking every day. Up. You guys never told me that bit. That's yeah. nice. Yeah, we walked every day through woodlands and forests and through crazy, crazy terrains. And he was about three years of age. I was about five years of age. Um, I don't know if you have memories, but I remember, for example, these are some of my first, uh, some of my first memories, and I still remember, for example, spending um, a prison time in, a, I think it was a Czech or Slovakian mm-hmm. prison, because they caught us during the borders and they captured us and they put us in, they sent us back and we had to do it again. That's crazy. And uh, yeah, I've, we've lived in refugee camps. We lived through very hard times. My dad had to stay back home and make the money to provide for us. And then my dad came over, we came over to the UK uh, in the year 2000. I was only seven years of age. And we moved, we lived, um, the first place we moved to was Brixton in South London. And we grew up there a little bit. You know, we was, uh, we was living on Acre Lane in Brixton and then Brixton Hill. And then we moved to Stockwell. Stockwell was some mad times. Cause I grew up in a very gang-oriented uh, time, early 2000s to up to 2010 times. And loads of things were involved. The school I went to, the type of people I was around. Um, you think you became a product of your environment? Sorry to cook yeah, you. No, no, it's okay. Of course. I mean... For me, it was about adaptation. Mm-hmm. For me, it was about, okay, I'm here now. How do I adapt to this scenario to become successful in some ways? And mm-hmm. in that hood, in that type of environment, it's the drug dealers and the gangbangers and the hitters and that, that, that will be more successful as opposed to those that are not. My goal was that for myself, but I never wanted that for my brothers or anybody else. So I would make sure that he's going to football and mm-hmm. being amazing at football and stuff and... I would be going down these routes to make sure that we have some form of protection or something because in some ways you can't be talking to the police, you know. The only way you can actually look after yourselves and your guys is if you stick together. Mm -hmm. And from a young age, I was involved in this type of stuff. Then because of some things that happened later on, we moved out to Western, West London. And for me, it was just like... I missed the essence of being one with a community of a hood. Like, yeah. Even though it was a degenerate version of what we're doing now, it was still a community that we looked after one another. Oh, that Exactly. And as I've been growing up, I've always been that guy, like in college or whatever, that wanted to bring people together. Mm-hmm. At the beginning, it was for negative reasons, more so to make money and stuff. As you become wiser, you understand there's much greater things to do in this life. And... If I can find somebody that needs help, where he's even suffering because his parents are putting him down, where most people are, most people's parents are the, the, the most people's parents are their first oppressors. You know, mm-hmm. they instill all sorts of lies into their head, whether it be cultural, whether it be religious, whether it be mental, whatever it, be, it may be. Those things mold this individual to the person he becomes tomorrow. This person usually becomes depressive. This, usual, uh, this person usually becomes resentful, hateful, and he spouts and emanates this to everybody around him. Because what your perception is becomes your reality as well. And if your perception is pain and suffering, that's all you'll be giving up. Yeah. And it is our duty as men, once you become aware of this, to end this suffering. Because as always, for hundreds of thousands of years, our women have only been able to survive because we've been able to protect them. Mm-hmm. We've been able to care for them. We've been able to look after them. But we live in a different era now where men, the only way they do anything with women is to take advantage of them, to use them, 
to pollute them, not to guide them. And uh, I would feel shameless if I didn't commit to this path. And thankfully, I've got individuals like my brother, uh, my other brother as well, and everybody that's been with us so far. And I give great, great credit to my father. My, my father's been in the war. He's been shot twice. He's never been somebody that just sits back. He's the way that said, you guys, the way that you guys talk about your dad is like he's your superhero, man. Yeah, we were. He's a superhero. He's the first role model in our lives. If your dad's not your superhero, then your dad <laughs> hasn't done a good enough job. Mm. My dad's not perfect. Uh, when I was growing up, I probably hated him. But, you know. Um, but that's I, what any young kid with big character normally exactly. tends to do right because exactly. exactly. you clash exactly we clash and only now you understand i appreciate it. and understand yeah. all these hardships have made me into the man i am today if he didn't put me through every shit that he put me through how the fuck could i lead over 80 individuals and more every single day that's coming you're talking about getting you guys through walking to europe that's Is just, that's or just what, what else that's, that's what else just something that was a necessity i'm talking about bro, from the age of, like from the age of four, this guy was making forcing me to do the splits and learning to kick high. You can do the splits. Fucking yeah, yeah. hell. <laughs> 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 you do the split? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's crazy. You would have the belt ready. You have the belt ready. You'll have us there and you'll force us to do push ups. Yeah. And at the time, like we're naive, we're kids, we're like, oh fucking hell, this is yeah, so yeah, annoying. Yeah. We hate this. Mm. But only now we realise that yes, maybe the method that he utilized, you know, beating a child to force him to do exercise, is not the most righteous method. We know mm -hmm. that. You know, mm -hmm. if you have that awareness behind it and the ability to communicate across the child, you can do that. But we also acknowledge that maybe he wasn't in that state, but his purpose towards us was always righteous. He wanted us to be strong. He wanted us to be capable. He know we lived in an environment that not only were we the minority, because most of the people in our environment were black, so we stood out. Yep. When you stand out in you're that regard, you can be a target. And once you're a target, it goes two ways. You either hold it down or you're a victim. And the mm. way we've been raised, bro, we never be victims. Mm. So we had to hold it down. Mm. And that caused a lot of adversity to occur um, around us. We were in an environment full of gang crime, full of like violent crimes. But it made us who we are. Yeah. If it weren't for our father, we would have crumbled in that environment. Mm. Crumbled. And even though you said that the methods that he used to, to teach you these lessons might not have been the right ones, they were always done out of love, though. Exactly. They were always done for an end goal of they will appreciate mm. this when they hit a certain age. Because I went through a similar thing with my old man as well, mm. where he always wanted me to be in the gym. He, I, I was an aspiring football player. So he was like, you've got to run, you've got to do more. And I hated him for it. Mm. But looking back, everything that he told me, I should have fucking done. Yeah. <laughs> do you know what I mean? your best. Exactly. And, and all I can do now is look back and say, you know what? Maybe I should have listened. Mm -hmm. and, and then moving forwards, maybe I will listen. Do you know what I mean? Definitely. Definitely. With a, a question that I've got, obviously I know you've got a beautiful daughter. Is a daughter, isn't it? Yes. Yeah, you got a daughter. And I don't know when you're gonna have kids, man. But either way, <laughs> but, um, when you guys do have, well, when you have kids, obviously, when you have a son, are you guys gonna be the same with your kids, or is there gonna be a different approach to kind of molding them? Well, the fundamental aspects that you know our parents instilled in us, like being honourable, being family orientated, being caring, being loving, being respectful. I mean, those are all righteous aspects, so of course we'll emphasize them. But the mistakes that our parents made, we've, we've become aware of them, and we're not going to push those mistakes upon mm -hmm. our children. It's like the mistakes my older brother's made, it's his honor that will not allow me to make the same mistakes. Mm -hmm. It's like a filtration process. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's at the top, I'm right behind him. So there's some bits and bobs that might go through him, but it's not going to go through me. And then likewise with my younger brother as well. And it's the same aspect with 
our parents and then us as parents. It's a constant process of evolution. I was just about to say it's an evolution thing. Yeah, exactly. Each generation is meant to evolve they in a positive way. They have it has to, to be. Yeah. To be. There's clearly a lack of knowledge there. Something's going wrong there. We shouldn't be regressing. Knowledge is one thing that you boys always go back to. Exactly. And you say that there is no limit on the knowledge that you guys can can take in and also try and share. Two um, very smart individuals sat in front of me. Yeah. I must say. Yeah. And uh, this isn't even just from, obviously, we've literally known you guys and spent a week with you guys, but there's certain guys here that have known you guys for months. And the way that they speak about how intelligent you guys are and how you can break down a conversation and really, really go into depth with the points that you make, um, it's something you guys should really, really be, pr- be proud of, man. I really appreciate that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One thing, I was talking to um, Jay in the car earlier when we were driving back from the gym. And um, I tried asking him about like the different, like the fourth dimension, or mm. some, something along those lines. We we're having a conversation, but he couldn't quite describe it to me. Mm. I thought, okay, I can ask him on the podcast later. Can you guys just explain it to me? He um, said to me that it was a pretty complicated yeah. question. He was talking <coughs> about the fourth dimension, the eighth dimension. Yeah. He actually said like, the way whoa. you broke it down was unbelievable as he, well. Jay actually said to us in the car, he was like, any question, anything, ask Miles or Ace. He's like, they're going to know the answer in the most perfect way possible. He likes the compliment. Um, within this universe, um, scientists have understood as well, there isn't just one dimension. We are in the third dimension, which is why we are able to see width, length, and height. Was it depth? Whatever, yeah. So, three-dimensional universe. Okay. You've got a two-dimensional where it's just length and height. You've got a one-dimensional uh, plane. You've got a fourth-dimensional plane, and so on. Some scientists believe there's eleven dimensions. Some believe there's more. Some people believe there's less. Um, in regards to yeah, dimensions and things like these are all. Um, how can I say? Perceptions of what could possibly be. Okay. Now. In the simplest state, if it's just a hypothetical scenario, if somebody lived in a two-dimensional universe, they would never even be able to contemplate what a three-dimensional square looks like. Okay. And the reason why is because they don't have that extra dimension to be able to un- understand what that three-dimensional object is. The same thing has been understood with us, where if something exists in the fourth dimension, we, no matter how simple it would be in the fourth dimension, it would be extremely complicated to us and we would have no ability to fathom what it is. Um, besides, because it's so complicated, because it has that extra dimensional layer to it. And because we don't have that, we can't really perceive, we can only try and acknowledge and think and understand what it may be. Mm. What we do understand is a higher perception of life, higher way of an awareness and higher experience. But how it would exactly be, we'd only have to wait and find out. What about, I just thought of someone else as well that I have not heard you guys take on. See how excited he gets when he's about to ask a question. Something, <laughs> yeah. so we, this has been all holiday as well. I'm super curious about everything. Um, something that I always joke about with Chris is that we're in a simulation. Do you guys believe anything like that or not? I don't believe, I, just, I don't believe anything. Because I, I saw yeah. something interesting about this, and I can I'll, I'll talk about that after. Yeah, I don't uh, I, I don't think uh, it's a simulation per se, like some people believe it is, because mm-hmm. then you have to ask what created the simulation, and the simulation would be like a, a technological thing, and if something is technological, then it would be something that is actually uh, some type of animal or some type of creature that is highly evolved that would have created that computation. Then you got to ask what created that 
creature mm-hmm. and we go back to an we have to go back to a source a source that is uncreated unmade unchanged and ever flowing and this source cannot be something like a creature or something that is living or something that is breathing it must be beyond that and i would rather say not a simulation but a um, hologram a hologram mm-hmm. can you explain what you mean by that a hologram, I hologram is a hologram star wars you know what i mean do you know <laughs> i'm going on about not yeah, yeah yeah i've never actually watched so i i've literally don't know what that would mean but for me a hologram would be something like a an illusionary universe okay where your perception creates your re- uh, your reality so if we're in a f- three dimensional space we would have perceptions to create that type of vision for us which is why you see trees as they are and what not almost like lucid dreaming similar yeah but at the end of the day you can factually prove that this isn't actually real because when you break into this tree and this microphone and yourself and this chair and that water we are all the exact same one energy i mean einstein proved that matter equals energy mm-hmm. and honestly no matter what something looks like fundamentally it's exactly the same so one must ask what is this thing that is the exact same at a fundamental level that is what we are trying to comprehend that just ends racism literally that one like way to look at it ends racism But racism, people still can't comprehend it. Racism doesn't exist. Racism isn't really true and I know a lot of people are going to be upset about this because they have a victim mentality. They like to victimize themselves. We don't teach people to victimize themselves. We teach people to elevate themselves. And racism is just ignorance. If you are so confident in self where you know somebody's stupid enough to treat you differently because of your skin color or your culture or your origins or whatever, then why are you upset? You should be if anything you should be empathetic to this person yeah. because this person's mind is so low that they grade people based on skin color when it's just a, a a lack or an abundant amount of melanin you know if i live in if i've lived for thousands of years in africa of course i'm going to be black if i've lived for thousands of years in scotland of course i'm going to be white <laughs> you know like what what does ra- true, racism man. basically means that there's actually a people that are lower than somebody and because you look at it like that it's now become aware we don't mm-hmm. look it's at it like a lack of intelligence exactly. really isn't it so Ignorance, racism arrogance. actually doesn't exist and we've just broken down how it doesn't exist because the moment i've been i've i've had racist remarks by black black guys i've never had a racist remarks by a white guy because i've lived in a like i say in black era so when i was young i used to get the saddam jokes and the fucking bin laden i used to have to punch them up all the time um <laughs> I never used to look at them like oh you're racist. I just said you're a fucking retard blood. How can you even be racist to me when you've mm-hmm. been through slavery? You've been through racism. You've been through this and after all of this subjugation you're going to turn around to another black person and say you're this silly. Mm-hmm. You need to elevate yourself out of this, you know? And only the person who hates another person can be racist. and the person who hates hates is a, exactly it's a person who's suffering how can you dislike this person if you're enlightened you should be able to help them you should be, if anything you should say wow this person needs help let me provide them another way to look at life because this isn't the way man and if you keep doing this you could get hurt you could be alienated you could be all sorts of negative things can happen you know mm-hmm. this isn't the way so yeah something that you've you've spoken about a lot 
you guys is about elevating yourself as a person. How would to to a man or even a woman at home? How would someone elevate themselves and become a better them? Well, in the Jassin camps, one fundamental aspect is every individual has to have that will to become the greatest version of themselves. And I'm sure we know this as a collective. Every single individual wants to grow. Yeah. Whether they're capable of stimulating that growing process, that's different. You know, there's various different factors in play. But ultimately, one of the things we prioritize at a fundamental level, the primary goals is firstly, you need to be healthy. Hmm. Your physical health and your mental health are inextricably linked. So it's biologically proven that if you're physically unhealthy, your mental health is going to decline. Your cortisol hormone levels, which are your stress hormone, they're going to be elevated. Your natural hormonal levels, like for a man, your testosterone levels are going to be defeated. Deposits are going mm. to you know, the amount of potential cancer cells you can have a whole... There's a wide range of comorbidities you can suffer from yep. if you're not mentally and physically healthy. So we ensure every individual on this path prioritizes those aspects. Another thing is for you to have that mental peace. And one way which can help individuals relax and be at peace in their mind is reading. Grab a book, be in a zone. A, a book in regards to anything which appeals to you, anything which stimulates your mind, mm -hmm. and read. And then another example we utilize is eating healthy. If you have a healthy body through a healthy diet and you have that discipline with your diet and you're hydrated, it makes a vast impact upon your health, your mental and physical well-being. Yeah. Health is imperative. All these other factors such as financial growth, relationships, um, the, the, the type of clothes you are, how you view yourself, these are secondary to your health. Mm -hmm. If your health is not at a satisfactory level, then you're going to fail miserably. In 100%. Well, there's a saying, uh, uh, a healthy man wants a hundred things yeah. and an unhealthy man wants yeah. one thing. Exactly. And it's to be healthy, right? The way, that, the way that I look at it is, how can you wake up and live... No, I, w I don't want to say you're going to be depressed, but how can you wake up and live a, a truly happy life if you're waking up and you look in the mirror in the morning, the first thing you see is someone that's out of shape and you're going to mm. go and step out and you're out of breath from going up the stairs. Like, How can you be truly happy if you're dealing with these things? You've got to ask yourself, how, how, like, how much are these individuals suffering, unfortunately? you know, And that's why we've got to, we've got to understand from their perspective, like this is pain, so, so much pain. That they're in this state and they continue eating burgers they continue eating ice cream because they're so unaware how much detriment there is to this how yeah. valuable it is having those people around you that are going to say bro exactly. you fucking put on but a bit of weight most people won't do that most people would rather you be happy even if it leads to your downfall because they don't have that extra energy or that honor to say to you look bro even if you get upset with me i yeah. care about you more than you care about yourself before I met and you I'm guys, I'm not gonna fucking have that. How would they if they don't even care about themselves? Exactly. Before I met you guys, the only person that I knew that would, that I knew immediate to me that was gonna do something like that was Chris, man. Yeah. L literally, like to see it on this scale as well that you guys are gonna push these guys and tell them what's fucking wrong with them that they need to pattern up. And it's, it's beautiful, bro. You have individuals like that around you. Like, I've grown up, and I've had a lot of share of friends, and a lot of those share of friends I've kept at a distance now. And it's yeah. not in a manner where it's like, go and fuck off, you're not my friend. It's just, we're cool. You know, we've had exactly. good experiences. But according to the path of mind I'm on and you're on now, we're just going to naturally, you know, separate. And it's one of the greatest decisions I've made as a man because the people you surround yourself with will inevitably lead to the type of man you become. If you surround yourself with men that don't even have the discipline to look after their health, that aren't even caring towards their family, that can't even eat well, that aren't even financially driven, that energy is going to emanate upon you. Mm. Yeah. And even if you say, no, no, I'm different, it's going to happen. It's inevitable. But if yeah. you have men around you where 
you can look to this side and you're like, fucking hell, what an inspiration. You look to this side, fucking hell, what an inspiration. Even if you try and lack and they bounce upon you and they're like, come on, bro, we've got a job to do. That's when you're going to consistently to grow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why we like prioritize the aspect of having a community. Like if we look into history, there was a time where humans didn't have the intellect we have now. You know, there was a time where our hominin species were on the same intellectual level as mammoths, as fucking saber-toothed tigers. And what allowed us to outcompete them? What allowed us to become the apex predators? It's because we were able to congregate. Yeah. Once humans were able to be like, look, my bro, you see that mammoth? That's one big motherfucker. Let's go together. That alone, I can't handle. But me, you, him, and him, and we picked that shit up, let's fucking do this. Mm. Yeah. And from that, it was a wrap, bro. And we took over. Yeah. And it's the same in today's game. If you've got one entrepreneur alone pursuing a, p a purpose, mm -hmm. you will never be as successful as three, four, five entrepreneurs Hungry with one fucking yeah. purpose driven towards it. Yeah. The saying goes, it's you, you get faster somewhere on your own, but you get further with other people. Yeah, exactly. It, it's, it's facts, bro. And also as well, if you've got one, three, five, ten of those mm. guys, mm. all of those guys are going to make mistakes. Yeah. And you're not only going to learn from your own mistakes, but you're going to learn from theirs. Mm. And you will then not Take, do those mistakes as well, you know? Yeah. So naturally, you're, you're missing out the mistakes that you would have made further down the line because the guys that are around you made them, yeah. learned from them, and then taught you not to make the same mistakes. And that shows a high level of awareness as well. Like yeah. Before you experience a mistake for yourself, if you're able to hear of it from someone else, mm -hmm. you should be able to learn from it. Yeah. Before it gets to a stage where you have to go through that. Yeah. One thing that's crazy, I, I don't know whether you guys have seen this, but going back to you talking about mammoths, I just want to hear you guys' view on this. So they've actually got the DNA of mammoths and they've recreated mammoth protein and they've made like meat that would have been what mammoths were if you killed them thousands of years ago. And they've also created DNA so they can clone and recreate mammoths. And something within five to ten years, they're planning on actually recreating them and having them born through elephants. Mm -hmm. What's your guys' view on something like that? I've heard about that, actually. Have, I you, have you seen it? It's, I mean, it's really recent, isn't it's, it? It's very intriguing to see that technology in the scientific fields have excelled to such an extent where we can literally clone or create you know species that have been extinct for thousands of years so from that angle i mean it's it's fucking incredible it's amazing bro. i mean you wouldn't mm -hmm. you know be wild at that but in terms of actually bringing a mammoth into today's day and environment a society and ecosystem that it's not intrinsically adapted to i don't really see the purpose behind that mm -hmm. that's like bringing a man from 10,000 years ago, a wild man who was just roaming around. Raping, killing. Raping, killing. Didn't have an idea what a fucking toothbrush was. And you bring him here in a, in a day where we're sitting here having a Can you imagine how someone would react like that? Exactly. Yeah. They'll, they'll yeah. just end up putting that poor soul in a zoo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So at the end of the day, where you're not, you can't release these mammoths because where they used to live, the, the whole Arctic circle was so much grander than it is today. And there was so much more ice and the type of plants that they used to eat, etc. So, I, I, I just don't see the benefits of it today. You know? <laughs> it's such a crazy thing when you yeah, actually yeah, like yeah. process like what yeah. what we're capable of doing today. Yeah. And then imagine what humans will be capable of doing in two hundred years. That's the scariest the, thing for me. I saw. I think it was Neil deGrasse. Thing, I think it was Neil deGrasse Tyson that I saw talk about this. I don't know if you guys know who he is, but of course, amazing of course, awesome individual. Course, yeah. The way that he talks is fascinating. Yes. Absolutely amazing individual. And he he said so. Between 1920 and 1930, the horse and the horse and carriage industry was completely wiped out because cars were invented. Mm -hmm. We're going to go through something similar now with self-driving cars. Mm -hmm. 
where they're coming out now and by 2030, you're not going to be able to buy a brand new combustion engine. Mm. Like, for me, stuff like that, it is scary to go into. It's, it's even mm. the technology of an iPhone 15 years yeah. ago. Mm. What an iPhone was Bro, capable how of doing. fast technology is advancing. What it can do now. Yeah, even crazy. drones, like, 20 years ago, nobody had them. Only the military basically had them. Got rid of the cameraman now. Got rid of the the pilot of the helicopter. Got rid of the person directing. Bro, it's nuts. It's crazy. It is crazy. Technology is growing immensely. And um, I'm just a little bit worried. Not even worried. I know that humanity's conscience isn't evolving at the same rate. And because technology is evolving at such a rate, whereas humans are actually regressing in many ways. Mm -hmm. Humans are not as loving as they used to be. Humans are not as caring as they used to be. Humans are not as honorable as they used to be. Bro, when do I... The only people that use the word honor is us two. Nobody <laughs> in this goddamn country uses honor. The greatest influences <coughs> are rappers and prostitutes. You know, when we think of it deeply... It's true. Why is this so? Because before, this country used to be a homogenous society, mainly English people. And English people... Well, very honourable back then. They pretty much had the British Empire. They were conquering lands left, right and centre and doing all sorts of crazy things. And the moment they started getting loads of immigrants, such as myself, such as you, such as many others, doesn't mean we've polluted their culture completely, but it naturally happens in a liberal society. And in a liberal society, the more open you are to new ideas, the less you want to stay by the ideas that formed you and what made you who you was. And these are the English individuals who had chivalry and created chivalry and taught it to Europeans and went to America and, you know, civilized barbarians and all sorts of things. Now, they're in such a disgraceful state that most of them, half of them are turning into women and women are turning into men and all sorts of crazy things that are happening. And I just feel like the one aspect that has mainly been lost is honor. Honor is the greatest knowledge that one can have, yeah. whether it's a male or a female. If you have honor, you will never be disloyal to somebody. Mm -hmm. You will never fold on them. You will never break apart. You, you will stand your ground. You will be disciplined. You will not accept to be loose and wet and slow and dumb and stupid. You, you just can't. You're too great for you to accept that low timidity. And they don't have that anymore. I, I don't meet any English guys anymore that have any honor. Even their women don't like them and they would rather go for other coloured guys. Without, like, how can a woman who comes from England say, I only like this colour guys, you know? And they don't like their own because they find them not sticking to their responsibilities. And honestly, it's like I shouldn't have to care more about English people than English people do. But I've been given, you know, I live in England and um, I've gone to school there and I've been educated there I have to honour that nation I have mm. to respect that I love that nation mm. I care about this nation I'll protect it if we went to war right now I'll be the first guy to go and land because this is my home now mm -hmm. but I feel like most people don't they hate their home they hate England they hate everything about this place and it's pathetic we were actually saying on the car journey back here from the gym earlier like mm -hmm. we like England man England is a not? nice place to live bro can there's opportunity not? there can you not yeah it's an idiot not to. I you couldn't pick another country. Like, I've been to many nations. Yeah. I couldn't pick another country where I would have preferred to grow up. This place here has got nothing in the UK. Mm -hmm. Nothing. 
like it's a, it's a, this is a clown. Where is this? <laughs> but you have to drive half an hour, forty minutes to find a petrol station. Yeah. And this is a European nation. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We're in Spain, by the way, guys. European exactly. Yeah. We're in Barcelona. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Ima- yeah. Ima- imagine going to, to imagine going yeah. to places yeah. like I don't know. I don't know all these other countries. You know, mm. it's, it's a, you can't compare it to the. To, no, we, to love the we love London. And 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 yeah, we love. We we stand by the nation. We hopefully in the future, my, one of our goals is to. Um, elevate enough individuals so like I said to you guys before that we can actually impact society in the UK what do you mean by that where there's going to be protests we can send protesters where there's crime we can send individuals to reduce that crime rate how by being able to educate the youth by being able to provide health and social services by being able to guide them and being able to show them that there's more to life than just drug dealing and putting your hood up and looking like a like yeah. a like a tough guy, but you'd be broken into pieces if you actually got put on. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what a lot of these young yeah. guys look up to, right? Because, like you said, the role models of now are rappers. those type of guys. I mean, so I used to look up to that when I was younger, man. The thing so about those I. rappers is like they're actually not about that they're life not either. About that. <laughs> yeah. A lot of them are not about they're that. Not life. About a lot that of that have never experienced singers. that life. Mm-hmm. And now singers. that they're making money as well, and they're rich and they're healthy and they're famous. They still don't have the nerve to even think, look, guys, stop this postcode. They still push that agenda. Kill yeah. that this, kill that that, get my shank out, do this. When it's, they it's could actually horrible. benefit and, and help so many of the exactly. next... Bro, yeah, these rappers are beefing with each other over it, man. It's like something happened with Digger recently, I'm pretty sure, and someone else. I think all of this, no, this no, stuff is for... minded individuals. For a quick buck, though. It all is. That's, that's what they care about. ego. What, what is their purpose? Yeah. They're showing you shoes. Am I, do you know how much of a moron you must be to spend £500 on shoes? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. You're an idiot. You're okay. the worst type of... Bro, this house costs more than five... Uh, five... I'm not even going to... What's it called? Five figures, sorry. Yeah, And it's like... You could never in your life even take a walk in somewhere like this. But then you go spend £500 on shoes. You spend £300 on a belt. But your mum's sleeping on a dirty mattress. Mm. You're a fucking bum. You're a, you're a disgrace. Yeah. And, and this just like really solidifies the point that these individuals are suffering so low that everything has to be worn on the outside. Look, look, look. Because why? Because a brand name is associated with wealth and money. And these people are so low-minded, they think that wealth is associated in clothes. They think wealth is associated in shoes, or wearing different colors and being flashy, like a fucking flamingo. What should be associated with wealth? Bro, health, strength, peace of mind. Love? Yeah, absolutely love. love. How can it not be? Awareness, self-awareness, empathy. No, things that matter, things that will make the world a better place. Are you able to even travel to where you... Bro, most of these people have never been outside of Stockwell or Brixton or, or North London. And it's poor. Like, I'm like, guys, let's go fly out. Let's, let me take you to places. Yeah. Come see the world. Mm. Uh, they're scared to go into another area. This is manhood. And it's insecurities as well. Like, some people have that constant need to be validated by others. So for them, you know, buying a T-shirt that's got Gucci all over it. Yeah. It might entice other people with that low mental state, even though they're broke. Mm. But if they can look the part, they will push that part. Sorry, I'm just, I'm just sitting that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah that can jump on and say hello if you want. <laughs> Bro, you can jump in and say just hello if you want. Say, just say a quick. Oh, <laughs> this is Nat. Okay? Nat's the big G man. <laughs> 
Hola, hola chica. Hola. ¿Qué pasa? ¿O cuál? No video, no, no. No video. Yeah, bro, you can come and say hello if you want, man. Yeah, you can, yeah. No, definitely say hello for sure. Okay. How are we going to do this? We can't do it. If it's long, it's long, bro. Just yes, move that mic, bro, and just just say just introduce yourself, man, because Nat's been a big part of our holiday. I I've loved seeing him every day in his view. Nat, come here, amazing. man. Come here, man. <laughs> Nat can add these little points in, man. You're great. Jump in, Natalie, yeah. yeah, bro. Yeah, so what are you telling me, bro? You're stinking of weed. Fuck. So what? So what's Just happening? introduce yourself quickly, man. Oh yeah. So my name's Nathaniel. Um, I've been with these guys since uh, day one. Really, these are like my closest friends and it's just really interesting how you know when you journey through life and you value your friends that you grew up with and that you started out with but as you get older you start to gravitate more towards people that represent your future rather mm -hmm. than your past and that's more of a choice rather than a circumstance and in and around the area where I've lived now for probably the last seven years or so Like, I met these two solid brothers, and regardless of the many places where I've been and I've visited in the world, I would definitely say that it is quite unique and quite rare to come across people that are as sharp, have a similar thirst for knowledge and wisdom and bettering themselves, personal development, interest in health, you know, having a zest for understanding more about history and philosophy and truth and just knowledge and wisdom in general. Like, these guys come, like, you know top of the heat yeah 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 to that. And real um, deal man all of you yeah. guys are and it's um as i said it's just quite diff especially with them being so young as mm -hmm. well um they really are like really sharp razor sharp minded individuals mm. that actually um do what they say and say what they do yeah um so i really value like having them in my life and um being able to be a part of what is already an epic thing but can only grow more and more as As time goes on, so yeah, I'm just really glad that I was able to come on this trip and um, just see the growth in the individuals that have come and taken part and just the sheer comprehensive nature through which they've just architected this mad, unique <laughs> experience. It is each unique. And every one of the guys, like serious shit, yo, like, you know, military training, survival training, Shaolin, everybody pitching together as brothers, mm -hmm. doing the clean-up, doing the cooking, doing all of the organi organizing, having so many different balanced things to do on the itinerary. So you're covering every aspect of people's experiences. It's just absolutely crazy and, like, really unique. And, yeah, I definitely feel happy to be a part of it, you know, since, um, you know, the last six and seven days that I've experienced. Sick. That's, I, I wasn't expecting you to come and just drop such beautiful words about these guys here, man. <laughs> One thing quickly, bro, before before we swap Chris back in. Uh, what we were just talking about was clothes and, and how certain men think that you can, like if you wear a brand or something, that will identify as wealth. What do you think identifies as wealth for someone? Um, I think wealth is um, the richness of a person's outlook and the way that they, I suppose, have like access to keep an open mind when it comes to improving uh, their previous thoughts and like refining that the way they see things as they go along because a lot of people you know they're so poor money is all they have they may not have very engaging characters or anything endearing about them other than material wealth which we know is very um, ephemeral in this world mm -hmm. so i think uh, people that 
value and knowledge and wisdom and health and these kind of fundamental principles what bring people forward I think that is more of value you know like the content of a person's character yeah 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 what they have or you know how they treat people that are lesser than themselves and things like that I think those are the really wealthy people you know people that you see with nothing abject poverty in some crazy third world nations but you see the biggest glow, the biggest yeah, yeah, smile, yeah. abundant. I would never so. see, like, for example, you know I would I mean? never say, like, any of the tribes that I see, for example, in Africa, or uh, these even individuals, like, for example, some sand tribes in southern Africa, they still are pig, like, they, they're called pygmies, and what they do is they hunt bush meat. All they do is they hunt and eat, like, meat that they kill themselves and they eat, and these are some of the most happiest people that exist. Mm. And for hundreds of thousands of years, we've lived with no money, no finances, no monetary allowances, nothing that was material where we could trade and exchange. And these things only started just about two, three thousand years yeah, ago, yeah. max. So are you telling me for hundreds of thousands we were poor? This word doesn't. Is this word only exists today in this swap crush back in, bro? Yeah, in in the, in this <laughs> in this Love time man. and day. Go do your thing. And um, yeah, it's it's like. Of course, everybody needs to be financially healthy. Um, that's one of the things that we teach. That's one, of the, that's, one of the, <laughs> that's one of the things we teach. That's one of the things we uh, want our students to become very aware of as well. One thing that I think it's very important to emulate these things that our ancestors would do, such as hunting and providing. Like, Although we can't emulate them too exact now because obviously food's more accessible we don't really have much need for uh, to be able to survive because life's relatively easy now for the majority of individuals, especially in England, where we're from, Europe, all those types of places. But even, but things like, I mean, I, I know we've spoken about it, but things like putting yourself through adversity in the gym. I mean, I, I saw something, I can't remember who was talking about it, but there's the hormones that get released when you provide a big meal for a family, for a group of men, like the boys have been doing and things like that that emulates with your hormones the same as killing an animal and bringing it home to your tribe, to your people to eat. Is I, I think it's super important to do stuff like that, man. Like it, I, I look forward to putting myself through adversity every day. You guys make sure every single day as well that there's enough food for everybody to eat yeah, and be yeah, full, yeah. Exactly. to be left over. Exactly. One thing you said that was important, it reminded me of my dad mm. when you said, like, it's not a feast unless there's food left over. And, like, my dad, every Sunday we sit down and we eat and no matter who, how many people are coming, there's always a shit ton of food left over because it's just my dad's like, what if someone else over. comes? Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's nice to be like that, though, man. Exactly. That's how we've, we've been, been raised that way. Yep. Like, that's mm. been imperative like that. in our culture. Like, I being think it is stingy a cultural thing. and yeah. not emphasizing hospitality. Like, we've grown up that way. Mm. So whenever we've had family around, whenever we've been around our family, food is always a surplus. There's always more food to go around. Mm. Yeah. There's always left over. Mm. And, you know, for me personally, I'm a massive foodie. Yeah. So when it comes <laughs> Look at to the size <laughs> of him, bro. When it comes to peas, I'm always like, put more in. Put yeah, more yeah, in. yeah, yeah, yeah. Ace is a bit conservative on <laughs> that. So he'd probably be like, no, it's too much. And I'd be like, look, I'll have it, bro. Just yeah, put yeah, yeah, more yeah. in. <laughs> um, I want to uh, bring it back to Jacine and what you guys are building. Um, I don't know if you guys are comfortable to talk about this, but I want to know roughly, you don't have to go into too much detail, but where do you guys see your brand? Is that what you would call it, your brand? Not or would really. you? It's not our brand. We it's something. Call it that, the Brotherhood. Yeah. 
community. Yeah, yeah community. community. Yeah. We might have yeah. to create a new v- word for it. But it's uh, where uh, would you see it in five to t- five to ten years? At this moment, just seen itself. It's it's a beautiful health business. Uh, it's a health brand, um, and uh, we literally provide completely organic and uh, completely natural products. To mm-hmm. be able should have brought some here, man. <laughs> That's right. And there'll be a link to your guys' website yeah, yeah. in the description so you guys can go and check all of that stuff yeah. out after. I mean, uh, yeah, we've got, and this is without, like, once somebody uses our products, it's a wrap. It's like, man, where the, how the hell did this come out? And everything is sourced at the highest quality, mm-hmm. completely organic. Because we know the negatives of something that's non-organic, and we want to provide it at the best state that it is, and the type of uh, you know research that goes into every product and the amount of time that goes into every product, we make sure that it comes out as the best as it as it is. Uh, one of our products, for example, Alpha, which I'm sure you've heard quite a few people speak about, um, it is literally the most powerful male product that exists. There is nothing out there in the market that is more powerful than that. And people can even get testosterone checks before and after. And this is completely organic and natural. So what exactly does Alpha do for the people that don't know what it is? Obviously, me and H have got a rough idea, but... Yeah, go on, man. So Alpha is a natural organic product, completely derived of organic natural ingredients. We don't use any of those shit chemicals. Nothing that can cause adverse health effects. And basically, every single research-proven herb within this planet... Through Mother Nature, every single herb that helps to raise your testosterone level or helps to reduce your cortisol levels, your stress hormone levels, alpha will elicit that. And when you've got elevated testosterone levels, it makes you more physically masculine, your libido is heightened, you're more stronger, you're more athletic, your body fat levels remain low, you're able to build muscle mass at a faster rate, and it's just an essential ingredient. I mean, we've come across people who take you know, anabolic steroids. Mm-hmm. And you can see a distinct difference between a man who takes anabolic steroids and a man who doesn't. That's because their testosterone levels are through the roof. But with steroids, of course, there's many adverse health effects, both mental and physical. Mm-hmm. Alpha is completely natural. It's not going to raise your testosterone levels to the extent that steroids do because yep. that's harmful. Yep. It's just going to ensure that your testosterone levels are within the healthy range and they're not suppressed because mm-hmm. da- daily activities can cause a man's testosterone levels to decline so if you're supplementing with something alongside and that's the most powerful research proven supplement to ensure it's high it's going to make a big difference yeah by the way Mar- uh, guys mars does have a degree in medicine so everything that he said holds up right <laughs> he just <laughs> not a degree because oh, right. i quit oh right. sorry sorry my bad yeah. why bad? you carry on the degree well i mean i'm gonna have to take you guys a few years back so <laughs> i went to a state secondary school when we moved over from Brixton to Richmond, I went to a state secondary school. And I did really well in my GCSEs. And then I got a scholarship to one of the best schools, a private school in the UK for sixth form. So I went there, I did well in my A-levels. And, I mean, from being raised, like, I would say family influence, cultural influence, it came down to pursuing medicine as a degree. Even though when I look back at it in those times, it was not the degree for me. To be honest, just a degree wasn't for me. Mm-hmm. I wasn't the type of individual that would have to pursue a career path via an educational institution I was I always saw myself like either as becoming an athlete but that folded and then if it wasn't for that it was being like an entrepreneur mm-hmm. not someone who has to you know work it's literally same as both of us man exactly but I went through with it like I did my aptitude test I did everything got into one of the best med schools in the UK but once I had like that shadow experience of like a GP placement a hospital 
which kind of gives you like an outlook of what life as a junior doctor would be because once you graduate from med school you have to spend two years doing foundation years as a junior doctor in a hospital and that kind of allows you to familiarize with the nhs and choose like what sector you want to go into and those years are probably the worst years you can have in your life as a doctor like you're paid well, I mean, junior doctors are on strike now because of this, but you're paid like less than 15 pounds an hour. Mm-hmm. You're working at times 60 hour weeks and it's just complete misery. And when I had that experience, I realized this is not for me. Like I would never go to lectures with that natural enthusiasm or passion. Like I'm going to be a doctor. I'll just go to get it done. Yeah. When it came to exams, I would not revise for the exam beforehand because I was like, I'm going to be a doctor. I would just be like, I just need to get this grade done. Let me cram this shit up, stay up all night. Discipline, right? Yeah. And when you ultimately pursue a path, especially a path in healthcare, where you're not completely in flow of it, and you've got potential other reasons for pursuing that path, it's not the right path for you. And even though my whole family and everyone that I knew was against the decision, because you don't hear of people dropping out of medical school. Yeah. You know mm. what I mean? People don't get into medical school. nothing wrong with it, though. Yeah. It's part of your journey, bro. Exactly, exactly. Like, all my teammates were like, bro, how are you going against this? And I did. And, you know, ultimately it was one of the greatest decisions of my life. Well, yeah, but I still maintained and acquired a lot of knowledge from that. And then I had to implement that into what I currently do as well. Yeah, yeah. And obviously my brother has a lot of knowledge with like herbs, natural pathic medicine, like natural organic, traditional medicine. And we both like combine both of our knowledges. We both have a passion for like health and lifestyle. And that you've seen powerhouse. I want to, I want to, I want to try it. It's alpha. I want to try it how properly for like a week. Actually, I don't think I have tried it, man. I want to yeah. try. It. I've I've had Energize. I had that today Alpha's as well. I double scooped right? it. Yeah, the the drops, yeah, I haven't yeah. had that. I, I th- yeah. I'd love to do it for like a month and like document. Yeah, of course. That'd be so sick. A mini TikTok series as well. I feel like that would yeah. probably do quite good, actually. Yeah. That'd be really good for organic branding. Yeah. Actually, would be. Yeah, man. Alpha's is the real deal. How did it come around? Doing the um, products. Whose idea was it? Yeah. It was both of our ideas, wasn't it? Yeah. Just kind of started laying out exactly what kind of products we need to bring out to the people and what will really benefit most. And one of the biggest issues in society, one of the reasons we've got so many sissy men and useless women is because testosterone levels have depleted immensely since the 1960s. I mean, if you don't, if there's no hardship there, testosterone isn't something that's just sitting there. Mm -hmm. A simple measure of testosterone, guys, is actually. You can actually measure for your fingers. As you can see here, this is the, the what's it called, the index finger, right? The index. Mm-hmm. And this is your ring finger. On a man, sorry, on a man, the ring finger should be much longer than the index finger. And the longer the disparity, the higher the testosterone levels. And you can research this yourself because this difference will come <laughs> into... We're looking at our hands. <laughs> yeah. This difference will come into fruition literally whilst you're inside your mother's womb. Um, women will always have the opposite. So they'll, they will have the index finger longer or on the same side. Okay. And nowadays when you see a lot of men's hands, it's the same issue. So you can actually see it. So girls, anytime you want to see, you can actually measure One it. of mine's longer, the other one's shorter. <laughs> on both hands that are different. There's a bit. <laughs> <laughs> I've never noticed any problems. Yeah. To be honest with you, it could be, the reason that I don't notice any problems is because I look after myself and I look after what I eat and I train every day and I make sure that I'm eating foods that are en- encouraging my body to produce more testosterone. Definitely, that's it. And like I said, health is the number one prerequisite for you to achieve in higher levels of yeah, testosterone. Yeah, yeah. 
uh, obviously mentality is very important as well. So for example, me since y- since youth, I've loved doing hard stuff. I don't like easy stuff. Mm-hmm. I don't like being around soft people. I like hardship. Yeah. I mm. like being around things where I have to conquer it. A struggle. A struggle where I can say, yep, I did that. Do you think that comes down to that's all you've ever known from a young age? Uh, I would say... Or you I've think it's just a personality trait that you would have had anyway? I would, I would say, of course, I would say it's probably most of the things that I've been raised on. It's always been hard. Life's never been easy. Like, I feel like I've starved. I've, I've gone through loads of stuff. And like, one of the stories we like to say is that we've been in such a uh, bad times, you know. Like, we've lived in a donkey stable. In uh, like we when we was trying to come through to the UK, like we literally lived in a donkey stable, and we used to hide when the people would come and feed their donkeys and horses, oh, and they'll put the vegetables in the haystacks for them. And sometimes certain vegetables would drop from the hay and they'll go underneath the haystacks. And then Mars here would be an expert to crawl underneath and find something. How old are you guys? Yeah, I think I was like three to four, three, four. I mean, my dad came from nothing, but you guys like. Really came from nothing. Yeah, yeah. Like my dad was like, okay, like they they still they had a house like it was a shit house. There was like the the in the house there was like six of them all together. I think they're all living in like one concrete box. But they had somewhere to live. Like I thought that was probably like this is seriously like yeah. fuck. Like you guys had nothing. Yeah, literally yeah. nothing. It's truly it's crazy, inspirational, bro. man. To to see what what you guys have built and continue to build, um, and just in in general the people that you actually are and what you stand for from where you've came from to where you are now. Um, I take a lot of inspiration from and I'd like to think that everybody listening and watching would also do the same. I appreciate, um, that. appreciate that. Thank you. And I mean that, honestly. Thank you, bro. Thank you. I mean, just me and you guys, for like I said, this whole week, uh, I've been able to see, not just myself, but pretty much everybody's been able to see how like in line we are with our thoughts. You know? yeah. We're able to li- literally sit down and discuss whatever it is and come to a good understanding and it's, it's beautiful i remember the, f- the 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 first the first night we went out to get some food mm-hmm. and uh me and h pulled you up on something and you were saying something that i asked the, you i think i asked we, you who inspires you and that's yeah, how we started talking. something along those lines and we went into a conversation that didn't need to be that deep and ended up being deep yeah. and um you you said like you know what the boys that they're ready to come and sit down and have a conversation with us because before that conversation you didn't really we were just the two videographers that turned up right yeah, yeah I told um, him straight up I said you men are not ready yeah. <laughs> but then once I had a conversation I was like yeah you men are ready yeah so well, I, when I was I straight up to you men in the sauna when we linked up mm-hmm. I knew you men were ready yeah I think yeah I think one thing that that is pretty unique about me and um me and Chris which a lot of guys that would have potentially come on this trip wouldn't have done is if there's been something that we've disagreed with that you guys have said, like, we've been open about that. Yep, 100%. Do you understand what I'm saying? A lot of guys won't do that. Yeah, a lot of guys would sissy out or say... That's what, people that's what creates, yes, that's what creates interesting convo, that. though. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? My shadow's with me all the time. <laughs> if you feel like something I'm saying is wrong or if you have a different idea, please, I'm always open to hear it. And uh, someone will have a lot more respect for somebody that's honest. Exactly. Bro. Someone that's someone that's a lie, uh, that's lying and you can see they're lying and continue to keep up that lie... I, I would never respect that person ever. Exactly. That's um, one thing I'm sure, I don't know, hopefully you guys have noticed is that we're so honest, like we're, we're not ashamed for you guys to have alternative views. Like yeah, we're yeah, confident. Yeah. Like, mm. do you know when you're okay and yeah. you've got an open mind and, and you've met loads of different people and loads of different cultures, it's okay to be mm. different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like it's okay to have a different, it's okay where you might say yes, yeah, somebody might say no and you have to respect and understand that because, you know, they might be in a whole different place. It's not always about 
instilling what you think is right into them that's not the right way so yeah man. there's a couple of terms which i'd like you guys to define on the podcast for us as well which i just thought of shameless what does shameless mean <laughs> anytime when a, when somebody is not committing to their duties basically they, if you if you fold so if you know what i'm gonna say next to with shamelessness <laughs> to simplify you should also always be in a state where you're looking to evolve yeah, where yeah. you're looking to become better if you're not better now than you were a week ago then something's wrong if you're not mm. better now than you were a year ago something's wrong every time I look back at my former self it's not a thing of putting myself down but I'm always just like damn I cringe bro, like, I cringe we had this conversation bro, yeah. about the Snapchat like, memories isn't it bro I'm like damn this is where I was at yeah, I mean don't exactly. get me wrong look I was still a solid guy yeah, you know yeah. what I mean I was when still I mean, ahead of others yeah, yeah, yeah. I was still <laughs> ahead of a lot of people yeah. but compared to like the man I am now I'm like you know I've come a long way. So if you're regressing, you're shameless. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You're just slacking. You're it's just the word we've used. Yeah. Now, yeah, I was going to ask the about the dickless. dickless. Oh, <laughs> we have to cover that. Yeah, we, we, we have so, to cover so dickless. Bro, so being dickless, basically. <laughs> <laughs> you don't ever want to be dickless. <laughs> I know certain men that yeah, are dickless. We're not going to name no names. When we say dickless, what we actually objectively mean is a man who is not good with women. Okay? Mm. I feel like every male has to be phenomenal around women. They have to be able to provide for them. They have to be able to care for them. They have to be able to... Uh, guide them they have to be able to educate them i feel like every single woman in the world that is looking for a man is looking for an alpha male Mm. unless they're not healthy because this is the natural way of things okay and a man every single alpha male is looking for a beautiful caring nurturing woman Mm -hmm. because that is what makes a good mother and a woman that is not like that means her dopamine and her oxytocin receptors are fucked up she's even been getting too much dick unhealthy dick from random people or she's not been educated, or she hasn't got a father that's honourable. If they if they have a good father in the house, they will not become shameless. Yeah. If they haven't been getting dicked around by loads of different, which is unhealthy anyway, um, they're not going to be. That would fuck a girl mentally up, bro. Would. Mm. Every time a woman has sex, every time, every single time from the beginning when they lose their virginity, they release a whole bunch of oxytocin, which is why a girl likes What's oxytocin. To, oxytocin is the love chemical that makes okay. you feel like you're in love. When do men release that? Men release in small amounts. We actually release dopamine. So when we have sex, we release dopamine, which is why a man can have sex and have absolutely why no feelings to a girl. And in so, in some ways, <laughs> he can yeah. In some ways, he can make it very. Uh, he can regret it mainly, especially yeah. oh, bro, like, why that, did that I even do that? Why not clarity is the yeah, you got not clarity, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> You're an idiot. You're breaking his flow, man. Let Sorry, him talk about the oxytocin. I want to talk. Oh, snuck clarity. There you go. So obviously, you get <laughs> the, the the. So ways. the females every time they have sex release oxytocins, which is, is why they cuddle you. Which is why they get. Which is why they get upset when you don't want to speak to them afterward. Not that I know, but I've heard this in movies <laughs> and stuff. You know, so <laughs> it's the hormone that's associated with like emotions. Being yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. We release it too, but they release but it less. a lot more. Yeah. And this okay. is this is what I'm about to say is deep. Every time a female has sex and that oxytocin is released and that love is not made. Because a woman is supposed to attach to the man she has sex with because naturally they're supposed to have a child and she's supposed to love this man and mm-hmm. love this baby. What happens is the body gets used to it because they're saying, oh, every time you get emotional and lovey, you get depressed because you're not getting that love. Mm-hmm. So let me stop releasing oxytocin. Let me increase dopamine instead because your body doesn't want you to suffer. So now there's a fee- there's a whole bunch of females that fuck, that get a short amount of pleasures, then they feel depressed again. 
they don't even feel love anymore. And whose fault is it? Is it the woman's fault? Absolutely not. It's the man's fault. Because it's down to the duty of a man to be honourable enough to not allow this type of society to exist. Mm. But because men are so weak now, this is what women have to do. You know, and it's messing up the whole thing where nobody can have a relationship. Any relationship breaks apart. Families breaking apart. People are not having children anymore. Population rates are going down. Oh, man. And people are getting depressed and depressed. I mean, how many people do you actually see with a smile on their face now? Yeah, bro, it's crazy. Like to say say I wake up with a smile on my face yeah, most we, days, man. Yeah, we do. Yeah. How many people in general? Of people crazy, bro. In, yeah, it's people very little. Even little changes. All they have to do, though, really to make wake up with a smile on their face is just make little changes. I mean, one thing that I say um, is just pretend to be happy and you're going to be happy. It, it, it will happen eventually. Like, it, it might not be the same day that you pretend... like. You're pretending to be happy, but if you wake up with a smile on your face and you just try and be positive, even if shit is the worst it can possibly be, it might not be good in a week, it might not be good in a month, but eventually things are going to get better. You can always have a different outlook on things, right? Yeah. It's always a perception of your reality. If your perception of your reality is that everything's shit, then naturally you're going to feel that way. But if your perception is everything could also be better or let me try and make it better, then naturally you're going to be slightly more happy, that, right? I agree yeah. with this. That's good. I agree with... Not nothing against, but I don't agree with just thinking you're happy. I feel like uh, the moment you are aware that something is not good, you must act upon it to yeah. make it good. Once you act upon it and that action comes into place and you yeah. actually make it good, that's when you'll be happy. It's like a, mm -hmm. I have to go to work or I get to go to yeah. work. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like it's one of them ones. You know? If you like pretend to be happy, it's like a band-aid upon yeah. it. It's like you're covering it, but you're not rectifying the sole issue behind your lack of happiness. I mean, uh, when, when, I, when I say like, just put like a smile on your face, the way that I mean it is like, like life's not too bad like there's people that are worse off than you like uh, let's say for instance appreciation yeah let's let's say for instance it was something as simple uh, my car broke down and it cost me five grand to fix or something for instance mm -hmm. and that put you in a shit mood like you, you don't need to be in a shit mood like that there's somebody that's doing a lot worse than you exactly do you know what I'm saying like that's something so minor that's realistically I know that it's your transport but it's material that's going to make you upset do you get what I'm saying for myself like one of the main mental perceptions that I uphold to ensure I'm always in a state of peace or nearly always in a state of peace is I don't attach to the past. Everything that's occurred in my past, whether it be 10 seconds ago or 10 years ago, I take as a learning curve. I just I look agree back, I yeah, accept yeah, yeah. it, I acknowledge it, I reflect upon it. Sometimes I reflect upon it even more to be like, hold on, I remember when this happened. Why is it that this happened? Why is it that I acted in this way? And that's just like your past experiences are some of the best lessons you can just sit and learn of. The present moment is all I have. The present moment is all you, you, and you ever have. Everyone that's ever existed, there's only ever been a present moment. The past and the future are just, you know, in respect to the present moment. So I live in the present. I prepare for the future. I'm not anxious about the future or worried. I just prepare for it and I just learn from the past. Mm. No matter how difficult or strenuous it's been. Um, Everything's a lesson, bro. It doesn't do you any good, exactly. Everything's a lesson. That's why we say knowledge is the most important thing. I think one thing that you said earlier, which is what I need to do more. We already had this convo in the car. I can't remember where we were going. I need to read more, man. Yeah, I've got yeah, a book at home. I read like, it's 48 Laws of Power. Really interesting book, to be fair. I mean, I read like five laws. but I, I didn't finish it, man. I just, reading is just never something that I've done. Like even at school, if they told me to read a book, I'd just search like, the, like things about it that I'd have to write up about and stuff like that in my exams. I do need to do it. That's something... Something as little as reading, that's adversity for me. That's something that I should put myself through. Anything outside your comfort zone is adversity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it will always help you grow.
and you spend six months reading, you'll be a completely different mm. person. Yeah. Shit. Yeah. Maybe that's a goal that I need to set for myself when I when I get back. It's a goal everyone should It's a must. Should it's a must? It's How a must. can you, if you truly appreciate yourself, and you know me doing this is gonna make me better, mm. and you don't do it, that's when you become shameless. Mm. <laughs> and then dickless. And I'm dickless. never gonna be dickless, bro. <laughs> I'm never gonna be dickless, bro. Um, right, boys. Before we before we wrap up, um, I just want to ask both you guys to any young individual that's listening, watching. Um, what one piece of advice would you give them to becoming a better version of themselves starting tomorrow? Hit us up. Hit us up. <laughs> Hit us up. Look, guys. Honestly. Um, best way you can start is maybe start just reading something that you like to read maybe changing the way that you guys eat your foods um stop eating things from outside stop ordering the uber eats and the just eats and the deliveries and all these takeaways um get yourself in a mood to start cooking yourselves um start to go to the gym and just even if you go three days a week anything as long as you're going there consistently that's what matters and uh, yeah, once you're in that state and you want to go further, we're always here to to take you on a on a different tour, man. And there could be some further. people listening potentially can come on a camp, man. Yeah, exactly. I have no. I mean, we've had so much interest from people, and uh, we're very strict. I mean, uh, we used to be very strict because we wanted to create a base first of strong individuals that we could handle, and we didn't have that much time. But now we're in a position where because we've got so many individuals that have raised to a state where they can even mentor people, mm -hmm. uh, we're opening up our, our gates to pretty much everyone because Jasin is about not just providing help for only those that are elite individuals, but also individuals in any stage of mm -hmm. life because our only purpose is to help people become better because the moment you help people become better, they will automatically impact everything around them, not just themselves, not just their family, not just their society, not just their country, but literally life itself. And I, I, for me, it's, it's a very high honor for us to be able to serve this uh, path. Oh, thank you, man. Yeah. Mm. Thank you. Thank you for coming on. Do you guys want to plug your socials quickly as well? Uh, Jacin Camp on Instagram at the moment. J-A-C-E-E-N-C-A-M-P. Uh, Mars Jacin on Instagram. M-A-R-Z-J-A-C-E-E. We'll put all of this stuff in the yeah, description yeah, yeah. anyway, guys, so they can have direct Can I just say, I appreciate you guys for coming out. I'm so happy that we didn't get any of the other photographers. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like we vibed with you guys. Thank you, man. Well. We've connected with you guys, and I look forward to the future, man. F thank you thank guys you. For, for having us, yeah, for even just say. taking an hour out of your day to come and sit with us. I, pr I appreciate, so I appreciate, I appreciate the love that you guys have shown us, man. Like, yeah, I really do. You made us feel at home. Yeah. Yeah. Do, it it's doesn't matter what's going on. Maybe him not as much. Me? Stop it. Every time that I've seen you guys, it's always been... You guys are our guests, man. Make sure that you're looked after. Like, we got you. Anything you guys need, we got you. So, uh, I appreciate that, man. Genuinely. Thank you, man. Yeah. Well, yeah. Thank you. Thank you so much. Um, thank you, everybody, for listening. Thank Make sure you, guys. Thank you guys. follow um, on Spotify. Subscribe to us on YouTube. Definitely. Give us five stars. Like the video. Do all of that stuff, man. Yeah, We've got to keep the lights on. And, um, yeah, <laughs> we'll see you next week. Yeah. Love. Thank you. Love. Peace. Catch us later. Peace.